Gentlemen, the the Podchatech, Podcaso, the leader of the Bullet Bloodline, is in the house. Philip Antoine, I'm not the microphone messiah. The microphone messiah was a good guy. He had a smile. Now I'm angry without a smile. I'm pissed off every single day. I'm joined by Brandon and Brian. What's going on, guys? Hi, hi. How's it going? Doing great. Brian, how you doing? I hope I sound good. Yeah, it's it, it is what it is. You, you you sound the way you do. I mean, I don't. There's <laughs> there's nothing we can really do to fix it. I hope I sound all right. You know. Um. So a couple things. R.I.P. to the legendary Reggie Parks. Uh, he unfortunately passed away due to uh, a battle with COVID nineteen. I believe he was eighty seven years old. Uh, Reggie Parks. I mean, he created the most beautiful championships in wrestling history the mm-hmm. tag team titles ever used um all throughout the 90s really and even in the uh, late 80s those are the um the ic title that we that we know and love you know the white strap you know the the, the one that uh savage and steamboat fought for at wrestlemania three and all this other great stuff and of course the wing the eagle championship it is often regarded as the most beautiful championship in all of professional wrestling he did those. He did the uh, NWA TV title, you know, the red one. Uh, he did that. He did some other stuff for the NWA and uh, APW out here in the Bay Area. Yeah, those titles, uh, like the Internet title that got stolen out of the locker room a couple of years ago. He made that one. He made the original universal title that they had and the uh, junior heavyweight title that they had. So uh, Reggie Parks, his, his prints were all over the wrestling world. And it was nice that um, his work was seen and worshipped here in the Bay. So, guys, what are your thoughts on the death of the uh, King of Belts? Brandon. Sad. Sad. Sad to see. I mean, as you said, I mean, he's everywhere. Those 90s titles are iconic. The, I mean, you know, I've talked about how I'm not really a belt guy, but I appreciate, like, a good belt, and I don't understand and really know how it, what goes into actually making a belt, but obviously that man knew what he was doing, and he did it very well. So, RIP, T's and P's out there, so... And also, you know, COVID still a thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Brian. Yeah, it's um, sad. I love the wing eagle belt. I love the old tag team championship. Speak up a little bit, my guy. Oh, oh, can the, you hear me? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Wait, hold on. Let me. Let me. Oh, 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 oh he hit himself. Wait. Give me a second. Oh, sorry, Jesus. universe. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. Oh, no. there we go. All right. I hope I sound all right. I said that I I really love the winged eagle and the tag team titles, and it, it's really sad. It is. You said it was from COVID. Yeah, yeah, complications with COVID. He had a battle with it. Uh, when when we went to Starcast, Brandon, uh, the, you know they had the um, you could take a picture with championships. 
Um, some of his work was there. I got to hold and take a picture with the winged eagle that was used for the boyhood dream for when Sean beat Brett in that Iron Man match. So that that was cool to like hold a piece of wrestling history in a way, and, and the craftsmanship of uh of, of Mr. Parks. It was just it was beautiful. It was R.I.P. What a, what a what a great human being. Um, so we got a we got a we got a bullet cast bloodline shirt or supposedly kind of. We got a graphic. We got a graphic. I, that's fantastic. You know, it, it's it, it, it go hard. You you don't gotta lie. That that that, that shit is hard. You, you don't gotta lie. I love it. I love it. I was uh, it made me smile. As soon as I seen it, I was like, okay. See, got the ideas. Yeah, you got you the know, ideas. I hit up Mr. X and he and he said he's been thinking about doing that for a while. So I, you know, I Man, guess Mr. We, X is incredible. He, with the the book, the title on it though. That's the he's too good. He's too good. Like I need I need to, I need to get something done, but I just don't know what to get. Man, no, but like the title on the on the logo, that it's it's the best part. That it looks so good. Uh Brandon, what are your thoughts on the Bullet Bloodline shirt? Or graphic shirts coming. I think it's beautiful. Mr. X knows what he's doing. I agree with Brian. He's too good. Mr. X, you know, he's he's too good for us, honestly. But I appreciate everything he does. And uh I did quite enjoy it. You know, some things, as I said in the production meeting, not the biggest fan of design-wise, but excuse me. I do like this. I will, you know, I mean, you know, your little Bob Ross little graphic thingy. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of NXT, you know. So look, look, this look. Nickelodeon rebrand we got going on. I'm Podcasso, okay? Podcasso. I'm an artist. All right? I, I'm an artist. This is an art form. The mic is my paintbrush, and this Zoom meeting is my canvas. How dare you? God. How dare you? But yeah, no. Uh, if, if y'all if y'all want a shirt or a hoodie, let, let me know. DM us on Twitter and Instagram, the Bulletcast on Instagram at Bulletcast on Twitter. You know, uh, because you know I got to do it privately now. Hoodies are going to be thirty, shirts are going to be twenty five. Hit your boy up, and we we gonna make something happen for y'all. I'm in I'm in talks to get some some stuff printed as we speak. Is there? Uh, so I did this interview what last month, but you know I had some laptop trouble, so it's finally out. Uh, Masha Slamovich, yeah, Masha Masha three belts. She's with the combat fighting unlimited champion she's the soul of syndicate champion in gsw and she's also the gsw world uh, woman's champion so um, we love masha yes and she just got signed uh i did it again you did it again Phillip. oops i did it again i mean you would think this gets old but it doesn't it really doesn't uh speaking of masha slamovich uh, so Jordan Blade and Ashley Vox tonight on GSW High Voltage are going to have a pure rules match. And the winner of that faces Masha Slamovich at a later point in time for the soul of syndicate title. Yes. But I was but, unaware, Philip, is that similar to the ROH thing or is it different? What are the pure rules? It's, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the uh, ROH pure rules. That's what they wanted to do. And I was like, oh, OK, all right. I, I read the rules and. Yes, I said words. Hopefully they made sense. <laughs> I'm looking forward to rewatching that. All right, let's go into SmackDown recap. Brian and I were there. Live sure were. You know, even through the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you even just got- through the dark. 
you just kept singing it. I was like, all right, okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, so uh, San Jose, they showed out to, to acknowledge our tribal chief, man. It was a packed, it was a packed house, and man, they were loud in there for Roman Reigns. Yeah, they were. And I heard them booze when I watched it back. Okay, WWE. Oh, wait, they don't do that. Never mind. No, never mind. No, they don't no. do that. No, no. Tony Khan's tampering with Tony Khan's lost a couple marbles. <laughs> <laughs> What's a, look, look out for the latest episode of Within the Ropes when that gets recorded. We, oh boy. I don't talk about it. <laughs> we going, okay. All right. But All yeah, right. We were there to acknowledge our tribal chief. It was loud as hell in there, man. It felt so good to be back in that kind of environment, dude. It really did. And to think just like four years earlier, this crowd booed the hell out of him when, and cheered Braun Strowman beating him up at payback. You <laughs> know? So to see where we are now, it's, it's amazing. I see he just topped Cena in merch. He's like the, the hottest heel selling merch of all time or something like that. Uh, Brandon, how did SmackDown translate to you with this Roman Reigns segment? I mean, it's, Seemed like every other Roman Reigns segment, he was over. The people, you know, were responding. And, yeah, I mean, it was just good, solid stuff from Roman. Once again, he carries himself. I mean, in the Bay Area, the Samoans, Roman, the Usos are always going to get a, a a big response. So it made it didn't make it was not surprising that the people did like Roman. And, you know, I do agree with you because I've also been there for all those shows where they didn't like Roman all so much. So. Were there yeah. a lot of bloodline shirts, like a lot of yeah. Roman stuff around? Yeah, yep. I, uh, I lucked out in getting one. My mom, that's my mom's favorite shirt. Now I bought it for her. She, she loves it. <laughs> I mean, but the, I mean, I'm not saying the bullet bloodline one is better, but it's it, it's neck and neck. I probably should have put Huey on there as Paul Hammond. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I might, have Ooh. To, might have to have a uh, Mr. X throw something in there real quick. Deluxe edition. Don't call it a comeback. Yes, sir. But the segment was good. Uh, I mean, Brian, we we haven't really had a chance to talk about it uh, in depth. What what was what was the uh, what do you think of it? Of uh, overall, overall, the SmackDown experience and the and the Roman promo. Yeah. Okay, so the Roman promo I thought was really good. Um, Being in the arena, it like I was dialed in. I was focused on what was going to happen. You it, you kind of have you on the edge of your seat, like oh my, you know the the fans were wanting Lesnar to come out. Obviously, that didn't happen. But watching it back on TV, it's kind of like okay, I see what's going on here. They're really trying to stir it up. Paul Heyman's really trying to. He said something probably like a few, like right when probably a month ago when this whole Lesnar and Reigns thing started back up again. He says the way that it's gonna go, what the like the ending to this. You're not going to see it coming. And I believe him because I don't know what's going on. I don't know who to trust. I believe Roman don't know who to trust. Um, Got to keep your eye on Jimmy Uso there. You know, I don't I don't yeah. know. if I don't know if Uso would. Uh, I don't know if he would do that. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, if he wants to turn his back, we, we got a couple other Usos ready to to take his spot, you know, shout out to the homie, uh, the homies journey and Jacob Futz who was hanging out with, with the homies Saturday night at East Bay pro. Yes, sir. Uh, the Roman, the Roman promo was good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was just nice. Like I said, to hear that reaction and a reaction I've been waiting basically my whole fandom to, to be a part of was the edge reaction, you know, 
uh, Seth had been talking to uh, Sony Deville and the Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce about you know the stuff that happened at Edge's house and how he's going to go out there and challenge Edge because he still hasn't accepted it. Seth's out there. Edge shows up to the building. You think you know me? Hits great song, uh, great pop. Spears them. They fight. Edge challenges Seth Rollins to hell in the cell in Saudi Arabia. Brandon, blood money. What is this? Six? Is this blood money six? Too many blood. Too many blood monies to uh, keep track of Philip. But uh, I mean, once again, as I said last week, you know, Edge, his acting is you know top notch. I mean, in terms of WWE standards, but uh, I think he he did a phenomenal job. You know, he comes out, didn't do too too much. You know, he's just angry, frothing at the mouth, Edge and. As you said, the crowd loves him. It was intense. All he really said was just hell in a cell. That's all he needed. The crowd goes crazy. Boom. There it is. Hell in a cell of blood money. And we're going to get Lashley and Goldberg, where Goldberg is going to kill Lashley. We're just so much death is going to happen in Saudi Arabia. It's going to be like so much Like Lashley fun. said on Monday, you damn sure can't kill the almighty. And we're going to talk about that. Brian, hell in a cell. Edge, Seth, death. Feels like WrestleMania, gentlemen. It does. That season's season's right around the corner. Yes, it is coming up very, very close, um, especially with the announcement, the cancellation, if you will, of TLC. Uh, It feels like it's even closer. Um, Yes, Hell in a Cell, Seth Edge. I hope my son, Charlie. Charlie! You know, Uh, say it, Philip. Charlie! Charlie! Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about it, and um, he he knows, he understands. You know, I was putting him up on game. He was like, oh, so this is it. This is the ending then, right? Like, this is the end of their feud. And I was like, I hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, man, Seth Edge. I feel like, Seth, we got to get the best Seth Rollins we've ever seen. We've seen the best Edge already, okay? We're not expecting much for him. We got to see the best Seth Rollins that we've ever seen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Rollins has to tap in. I, I keep saying tap in a lot, but you have to tap into something different to to put on those kind of iconic performances. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Rand, Randy is a perfect example when he was kicking people on the head and he had IED and all this other stuff. He tapped into a completely different level of himself and put out some of the best work of his career. Seth Rollins needs to do the same. And look, this was a perfect feud. They've had three matches to get. This is going to be the third. All you need is three matches, you know? We, this is the rubber. So it's, hey, you know, Edge got the first one. Seth got the second, and here we are. Yep. This is all you need. It's great. This I, it. love it. I love it. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Um, we had King of the Ring. I was happy to finally see some King of the Ring matches live. Uh, Finn Balor defeats Cesaro in a very, very good um, first round. It's weird because the first rounds are actually the quarters. It's weird, but yeah. Um, Finn gets the dub. Uh, I'm a fan, Brandon. Yep, solid match as you would expect from these two. Overall, I'm not the biggest fan of the king in the ring. I mean, the tur- I-, I like tournaments. I think it's cool. But then when WWE does it, it's always, you know, you're going to get strapped with the king gimmick and everyone has to just fawn over the crown and everyone's playing no, you dress see, up. You see this? Is, I want to put this up. I want to point this out. Shout out Sam Roberts. He did a, like a breakdown of the whole history of the king of the ring. But there have been people who didn't wear the, the crown and the cape gimmick, you know, like. And when was this? Steve Austin. Okay, 20 years ago. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Steve Austin. 
Triple 20 H. Years ago, 20 years ago. And Brock Lesnar. 20 years ago. And Edge. 20 years ago. The point is. Let's see. King, King Barrett, King Corbin. You, the point Sheamus. is you don't have to wear the, cro- the crown if they have nothing really else for you. Yeah, you're going to have to do that. My whole thing is I think Finn Balor wins and the prince becomes the king. And like Austin, like Hunter, like uh, Brock, it's just another notch in the belt. Like, oh, yeah, I was the king of the ring. He keeps doing whatever he's doing. He just adds a little credibility to himself. That's all you have to do. Booker now, if you want to go gimmick. with, what did you say? Booker wore the gimmick. Well, Booker wore the gimmick, and it gave us probably some of the best work he's ever done. You know, which is probably why they keep doing it, and it's just not the same. Well, <laughs> like, well, like I said, I think Finn wins it all, and he doesn't wear the the, the prince or the the crown or whatever thing. He just he just goes on about his business. So I agree with you. Like if Finn were to win and he turns heel and he just, you know, turns into the king, but he's not like, you know, King Booker, or King Cobra or anything like that. I'm fine with that. But I'm also scared that they would do something like that. And if we're going to do that, just give it to gender. Let gender be the, you know, be a king and boss everybody around. And he's just the new King Corbin. Possibly. Um, Brian, thoughts on the match? thought the match was good. Um Finn Balor, of course, picking up the victory. Cesaro falling deeper into the sand. Remember when we um, thought Cesaro could beat Roman Reigns? And they were going to have like a long feud? Who actually thought that? <laughs> hey. I'm not saying I thought I was going to beat him, but, you know, I thought we were actually going to get something out of it, not just a one, one month, you know, stack them and submit them, whatever. Hey, they both, Balor and Cesaro both lost to the Tribal Chief. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, Balor Cesaro, like I said, Balor comes back. I'm a little weird about the him just going straight into the tournament, and not even speaking of what happened or what might have happened uh, in the match between him and Reigns. But you know, it is what it is. Vince has already forgot. So if Vince forgot, then we're supposed to forget. That's the rules. Time to move on. I mean, yeah. I don't know why he would speak about it. He was theoretically, he was a bad guy because demons aren't baby faces. So, I mean, the, the, the demon character convolutes things. You cheer the normal version, but then you're going to cheer the demonic version. But the Are demonic get version philosophical is supposed to, where supposed like to be the evil. Was and like then Roman was God's, doing his was, Roman was actually doing his, his civic duty, being a, the God that he is to slay the demon. Roman Reigns actually just saved the world if you really think about it. Like, uh, uh, During spooky season. Happy Halloween, yes. everybody. Um, so some matches that were interesting at SmackDown. Zelina Vega defeated Tony Storm with a code red out of nowhere. The match is about like a minute and 50 seconds. And then uh, you have Carmella defeat Liv Morgan. This is for the Queen's crown, guys. And that was about like 2.30 or something they said. Yeah. I, I called it too. I was like, Liv's going to lose. You were yep. like, nah, and then it happened. <laughs> Almost immediately, he said, oh, yeah, Liv's losing. I'm like, nah, come on. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Yeah, I mean, and Liv didn't really get a reaction, bro. No. Like, it was it was weird. It's like, why? Are, I, I thought she was over. Like, what are we doing? Now, real quick, sidebar, just a quick two seconds. Uh, do you think that 
I mean, allegedly WWE pipes in the crowd noise. Do you think that they do that because of the lack of reaction for some superstars? I don't know. I mean, Brandon, did, did Liv get a reaction? Did you hear a reaction? I don't remember these things. <laughs> analysis, guys, analysis. All I'm saying is Tony Storm, I thought she was going to be a home run, slam dunk, touchdown hole in one, whatever you want to call it, that she could be, you know, like a top star, one of the leading people, one of the leading women in WWE. They didn't use her in NXT. They're not using her now. And then, you know, she's losing to Zelina Vega in like two minutes when Zelina Vega gets jobbed out all the time. It's like, still could be explosive. Uh, one of the most impactful women on the roster, I believe. I mean, this is Zelina Vega's time. And plus, they yes. got to do they got to do Vega and Carmella. This is the ending. Yes. Yes. They have story behind it. Come on, man. Zelina Vega, one of the one of the best knockout tag team champions of all time. I'm here for it. That's right. Let Carmella, her- the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Two-time Money in the Bank winner, former SmackDown mm. Women's Champion. Put some mm. respect on their names, bro. Yeah. F A B U L O U S. We're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. Uh and then Sammy Zayn <laughs> defeated Rey Mysterio, defeated the GOAT. It's the GLOAT. What? It's the GLOAT. Oh, greatest luchador. Wait, there wait. you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Greatest go. luchador of all time. There we go. Defeated the GLOAT and Rey Feel Mysterio. The uh good match. Sami Zayn, love. I just love that guy, Dad. He's great. He's great. No, anything else? No. Let's all right, Let's move on. Fun then. match. No? Hate to see that you know one of the greatest baby faces of our generation is a cowardly heel, but you know it's fun. Hey, you know, what, what, one of the greatest baby faces of our generation. That's that's a stretch. I mean, what what would you say our generation would be? I would say our generation. Our, our generation. <laughs> past I've, fifteen years. Okay, so from 2006 to now, no, no, mm, I think so. There are plenty of other great baby faces that were working in that time frame. I mean, El Generico is pretty good. No, give me one, and, they, and Phillip, then he give went me off. one. I, I know you got one. Give me one, Philip. Okay, that was working from let he said 15 years, 2006 yeah. to now. Mm-hmm. Cena's working. Uh, Sean is still working. You know, Bam. AJ Styles over in TNA. Like, are you are you really you really want to do this? I say this generation. Okay. Oh, you you said the past fifteen years. Okay, I was just be. I was just you know kowtowing to you, but we'll say the last you know ten years. Okay, last ten years. All right, AJ Styles still. Um, I mean, is AJ Styles like one of the best baby faces? I mean, he did more great work as a heel in the Bullet Club. I mean, the TNA stuff. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. I mean, hands down, boom. That's all you need. I mean, Jeff Hardy's more was you know late two thousands. Really, and then we had like you know, you know, the TNA really? years, which were, which were really? great. Really? Who Jeff- was the hottest baby face in the 2010s? And the tw- that's a good question. I'm not the nobody because it was all about the brand, baby. <laughs> all about the E. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Daniel Bryan, boom! There you go. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there we go. There you go. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> Said one of. I didn't call, say the best. Call me when uh call me when Sami Zayn is eighty thousand people doing this, doing a yes chant. You can't. You'll never be able to. I call mean, Daniel Bryan didn't have eighty thousand people doing that. It was more like you know upper sixties. It, it was eighty thousand. Yeah. 
just like close to eighty. It was about seventy five. Just like the Silver Dome had one hundred five thousand people. He had he had no. seventy five he had about seventy five thousand in Levi Stadium. So, some, something like, something like that, you yeah. know. All yeah. right, outside of the ring, inspiration has signed with Impact, and they will show up at Bound for Glory. The former Iconics, uh, the former Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, now uh, Cassie Lee and Jess McKay. Um, and congratulations to them; they're getting a championship opportunity against Decay. Yes, I'm, I'm excited for them. I hope they win. Who's who's in Decay again? Got their names. Wow. Yes. Is it Kimberly and Decay? Kim- no. Is, no. Are, is she not? No. To, uh, is she? Hold I on. To, I, I got this. I told Josh Alexander I'd, I'd watch more impact. I need I need to I need to prom- keep my promise to Give him. me a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um it is Kimberly. Black Taurus, Crazy Steve, Rosemary, and Havoc. No Kimberly. No Kimberly. Rosemary. Matter of Scar Starcast, great time. Great I love time. Rosemary. I want to meet her. I do. I'm happy for inspiration. Let's see what they do. All right. So apparently the AEW network is going to oh be boy. coming. Um, this is on Barstool's Wrestling. Tony Khan was talking to the the host of that show. It was a it was Brandon a nice, Walker. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice show. Some love to Brandon F and Walker. Oh, and another guy named Brandon. Great. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, great hey. host. Great host. Yeah. Hey, that that little platform blowing up. It, huh? it it is. I mean, it's no it's no bullet cast, but you know, what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, Tony said that there would be some sort of a streaming platform or service where we can watch every AEW show ever, including the house show that they did. The house always wins in Jacksonville. Uh, so yeah, hey, you know that's good. I, I want to go rewatch some uh, some stuff. So that that's fine. I'm saying nice things about AEW. What am I doing? What? what? Did you hurt? Did you fall on your head today? I, you know what, Uh, I might have. Look, man, I just wanted to go. The reason why I say the things I say is because I care. I care. I wanted to go from all elite white people to all ebony wrestling. Okay, that's all I want. Ooh, God, I like the flip there. That looks nice. (laughs) You think you think I'm new to this? What about now, Philip? What about all everyone wrestling? All right. Yeah, that's... what about all wrestlers matter, Philip? Really? Even the ones that have done despicable things? Oh, well, they're not wrestlers. They're just despicable people. Yeah. <laughs> Deplorables. Oh, my God. All right. Inside of the ring, Carmelo Hayes, the former Christian Casanova, and the new it. North American champion of NXT. Yes, uh, Swerve and Escobar, they put on a, a match. I haven't seen it yet. I need to go watch it. But um, I, I see that uh, Carmelo, he cashed in his little opportunity or whatever, and boom, he's a North American champion. Apparently, he is a uh, personal project of who? The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. I mean, come on, man. WWE, they keep winning, man. We, we keep we we keep it we keeping this this ethnic vibe man we're keeping we're keeping this cultural vibe you know like i feel like wwe is strictly for the culture shout out to the homie matthew from strictly from the culture in canada i got the shirt my brother i love it i'm a busted out wear it out on the town today yes sir yes sir yeah yeah told you thought thoughts about carmelo hayes brandon well they need to get the title off of swerve somehow with him going over to smackdown so it made sense you know, do a little blow off with uh, him and Escobar. Escobar loses, which you know I, I I'm not the biggest fan of, but you know, putting it on Carmelo Hayes, he's been doing some decent work 
recently and kind of with NXT 2.0 the way it is right now when you see like the new the new blood when they wrestle compared to like the old heads like I guess now Swerve and Escobar old heads it's just kind of nine days so I'm glad that Hayes is getting a shot he you know it's another solid wrestler nothing really too much to say it made sense to get the title off of Swerve here we are new direction wondering what the future holds for NXT and the North American division, if that's even a thing. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted uh, uh, Swerve to keep it while he was on SmackDown for for a little bit, like a month or something, of him being on TV with the title. I thought that would have been something cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brian, any thoughts real quick? Yeah. Um, the match was good between Swerve and Escobar. And... Um, I'm glad that he was the, the one to hand or not hand, but, you know, basically put Carmelo Hayes over and Carmelo is now the new North American champion. I'm fine with that. I think it in a way protects Swerve um, by him obviously retaining the championship initially and then him obviously being blindsided by Carmelo Hayes, which is why Carmelo is the champion now. So. Yeah, he doesn't show up on SmackDown with, you know, a bad loss, a good loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Alex Shelley wins the IWTV Championship. He defeated uh, Wheeler Yuta. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Wheeler Yuta for the title. Congratulations to Alex Shelley. Motor City Machine Guns are one of my favorite tag teams. Yuta! Yes, sir. All right, the West Coast Pro Training Academy is officially open in Pacifica. It opened uh, last night. Yes, they have uh, classes to become a wrestler, to become a referee, to become a manager. And they even have commentary classes that will be taught by Bimbo Jimbo. Okay. Guys, if you want to get into the pro wrestling business in any way, shape, or form, live out the dream of being an in-ring talent, go to West Coast Pro Training Academy. Uh, they, they're, I mean, their trainers, Levi Shapiro, Vinny Massaro, two of the best in the NorCal and Bay Area wrestling scene. Go check them out. All right. Saw, uh, Kane Velasquez dropped by. Yes, 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 yes. I haven't seen him since he uh, did the job to Brock and Saudi. Saw him at SF State pushing a uh, baby cradle. That was fun. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, this day in wrestling, Tito Santana wins King of the Ring in 1989. Raw on this day in 2002, Jericho and Christian win the World Tag Team titles. Bound for Glory on this day in 2007, you had Sting versus Angle. 2014, you had. I want to say Bully Ray was in the mix for that championship. And then 2018, you have the interesting match of Johnny Impact and Austin Aries to where the three count happens and Austin gets up and just walks away. <laughs> yeah. Lou Albano unfortunately passed away on this day in 2010. Raw on this day in 2013. You have uh, Chris Jericho, a good buddy of mine, released his third book. Um, what was it? The Best in the World of What? I Have No Idea. Uh, I actually got that book signed by him a couple of years ago. That was cool. Shaw Guerrero was 31 and Stacy Keebler, Stacy Keebler is 42. Any thoughts about the things that happened on this day? I watched your Shaw Guerrero interview back last yeah. night. I was showing my wife. I just I just talked to Shaw earlier today. Okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. Uh so so uh happy birthday to Shaw. What did Cindy um, think of the interview? She thought it was great. We it was a back to back. You know, I had to show her the Masa Slamovich. Okay. okay. And the and the Shaw Guerrero, we okay. watched a couple of them. It was a All couple right. of them, right. you know, just getting her up to date. You know what's going on? She says that that chair shots, uh, you know. Oh, I mean, the one. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho's third book. I haven't read any of Jericho's books. 
Um, but you know, shout out to Chris Jericho. Shout out uh, to my friend, guys. Tito Santana, King of the Ring. Did he? Did he do the gimmick? Um, this is before the gimmick. Harley Race oh, was the have... first to do the gimmick. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um. All right, guys. Are you ready for the fan mail? Yeah, let's hear the it. Emails. Stay back. ready, so you don't got to get ready. So that means we have like three weeks of emails to catch up on. No, no, oh, we're not going to read all those. Dang. No. Hootie who 420. Hootie who? Hopefully this one gets read. <laughs> Jesus. Saw the Bullet Cast Bloodline parody. I love it. I want to buy it. Hey, man. Um, um, DM us and we got you. Alfie Lewis, King Gender. I'm not going to lie. I'm effing with it. Hey, man. All hail King Gender. I'm not. I'm a fan. Nigerian Prince. Ricochet and Xavier put on a banger Monday. They killed that shit. They did. I was there for it. It was great. It was good stuff. We'll talk about it. All right, Robert Walker. I hope Finn wins King of the Ring, and I want Zelina for the Queen's Crown. Okay, okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of all that. Nigerian Prince again. I f- I f with the uh, bloodline or the bullet bloodline shirt. I need one. Amen. DM us. DM us. Absolutely. A lot of love for this shirt. I'm 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 happy. I'm very happy. All right, going over to the uh, Instagram DMs. You already know who it is. In brightest day, X. Mr. X. There we go. All right. Was it me or did the video for the Rock's rap uh, debut seem like a very elaborate ad for his tequila? Uh, Oh, yeah. Rock dropped a song. Yes. It probably was an ad for the tequila. Yes. Uh, So was uh, that how they wrote the uh, rest of Hit Row off of NXT? They get kidnapped? I guess. Pretty much. You know what goes down? You know what goes down in the parking lot of NXT? Man, chaos and kafunery. All of it. All right. Uh, what do you think of the reports of the current state of the women's division on the main roster with uh, such things like lack of teams or the tag titles matches that are luckily go to five minutes or more, especially the Queen's Crown tournament? Some reports that there is frustration in the back over booking of the division. Ah, I don't know. Can I say something? Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, please. I feel like getting, it, would it be wrong for me to say that the division isn't as strong as people think? Now, hear me out. From a competitive standpoint, outside of Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, uh, uh, who else? Did I say Sasha? Sasha? Said Sasha. Um... Okay, we'll throw Shayna Baszler in there. But outside of them, from a competitive, like, main event ready, WrestleMania standpoint, I'm talking the entire package that'll give you good in-ring work, that'll give you the promos night in and night out, um, and be consistent. Who who else is ready like that? Even Murray. I don't know what you would mean by like main event, like WrestleMania ready, but like I really do like Piper Nevin. <clears throat> do drop. Uh, you know, I was singing the praises of Tony Storm, even the likes of like Shotzi and Tegan Knox. Like, I mean, I think Tegan Knox is more of like a, a well, more well rounded character than Shotzi. She's more just kind of one note, even though, you know, love Shotzi Town Biz and all that. But especially like on SmackDown, I think there's a lot of like good talent over there, but they're just not booked in the right situation as i'm saying like you know you put tony storm out there lose four minutes to zelina vega 
it's hard for people to take her seriously if and when you ever were to try to build her up to be something. And they brought her in to be something. And then she does like one squash match. She was nowhere to be seen. And now she's losing in the first round in like two minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I wanted. That's it right there. There it is. Okay, so then. So then what? Well, then in a way, it's you kind of got to think like, Tony Storm and Shotzi and Knox and all these new girls that come over, um, they get elevated to the top. That means somebody who's already at the top has got to come down, right? I mean, there's not room. I don't know. I I, I kind of I feel like WWE has an issue with that there's not enough room for everyone. And people argue and say, well, they have a three-hour pro- they have a three-hour television show, but everyone wants Everyone wants everyone. They want Hardy to be successful. They, but they don't want Damien Priest to be buried. Uh, they want Cesaro to be successful, but they don't want Finn Balor to be buried. You know what I mean? Like it, they want the, all members of the New Day to shine. They want all members of the Hurt Business to shine. But you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think when it comes to like. I think people overuse the word buried too much. Mm-hmm. Like just because you lose doesn't mean you're buried. You and, said that, and I hate to, to like, you know, compare it to AEW because it's like the easy thing to do, but like AEW people will lose, people will come in and out and you know, they're not on, all, they're not on every show all the time. Yeah. They don't have the same amount of programming they got to live up to, but it shows that it's possible that you okay. can have a big roster, a deep roster, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of fluctuate people in and out, and you can have secondary storylines that aren't about a title and things of that nature. And we keep saying, like, the women's division for WWE is so great. And now, you know, NXT isn't really the same what it used to be. So now that's kind of leading to the main roster women's division. And as you kind of pointed out, it's like just the four horsewomen and then, like, maybe Rhea Ripley is like the mm. only women that really matter now, which is kind of sad because they have, they still have like a lot of good talent. So basically what you're saying is Cesaro doesn't have to be left in the dust just because he lost to Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, it's hard because Cesaro has been around for like 10 years at this point And it's, uh, he's had 10 years of losing. And so it's, you, you can't just expect him to be a thing overnight. So. But he can a still question. be a thing. He can be a thing, but he can't be the thing anymore. The I thing. don't think. Okay. Final question from Mr. X. Okay. Should custom titles be more of a heel characteristic, sort of spitting on the tradition of whatever title they're holding and making it about them? I mean, I have a custom championship. What does that say about <laughs> me? What does that say about me? <laughs> That's huh? a good. That's a good point. That's huh? a good point. I like that. Uh, I mean, you know, Edge had the, the spinning rated R title when he was the heel WWE champion. Um, Stone Cold had his. Jeff Hardy had his. D- Daniel Bryan had the eco-friendly one. So I mean, it kind of goes either way. You can have a babyface do it, but you can also have a heel do it. Cena with the spinner US, you know, then the spinner WWE that lasted for like ten, ten or eight years. So I mean, it, it depends. It depends on the situation. We shall say. All right, let's jump into Monday Night Raw. Let's kind of speed through a lot of this. The Usos show up on Monday Night Raw in San Francisco. Loud pop form. Uh, McIntyre and E are out there talking about their potential match. Uh, e was talking about his nipples. All right. Yeah, this leads to a 
a tag team match later on in the night. The Usos defeat McIntyre and Big E due to um, a countout. Yeah. Because no one can lose, or no one, yeah, no one can lose, but then no one can win, and it's just. What do you what, what do you mean no one can lose? What are you talking about? <laughs> they don't want anyone to take a pinfall. Why would who? Usos or McIntyre and Biggie? This was a competition. They weren't paying attention, and they got counted out. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, what do you What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? This was a competition. And then they weren't paying attention. Why would you not pay attention to competition? Because they have something else going on that is bigger than this tag match. So, yeah. Oh, so they, if there's something going on bigger than this tag match, then why would people care about the tag match? Well, because it was on television and it was the main event of the show. Or or to, to Brandon's point, how come they were able to coexist last week, but this week they're not able to? I don't know what's going on backstage. I. I don't. I don't have access. Drew there. was Drew was angry that Biggie was able to go to Iowa. He was on Fox. He got to go see the big fight. He's just jelly. You got to sit next to a uh, homegirl at the fight. <laughs> so you know, just just all the jelly. But mm-hmm. uh, solid solid match by these guys, though. You know, Drew gets busted open. That Claymore at the end was beautiful. I mean, you were right there, bro. That was that was a beautiful Claymore. It was great. It was fantastic. That was Biggie's elbow that actually split uh, Drew McIntyre open. Jeez, was Charlie like, oh, my God, a Claymore. Okay, real quick. Charlie was upset. Jay Uso, I got a problem with you. He was wanting your shirt, and you was about to throw it to him, but you gave it to some chick that was sitting two rows ahead of us, and he was very upset. He talked about it the whole rest of the night. So, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have won for that, Mr. Jay Uso. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up was about to throw it and said, hey, I know you and tossed it to the chick. I was like, oh, hey, you know, that's good. Char- Charlie can get a bu- bullet bloodline shirt. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Homie gonna have to cough up twenty five dollars, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Get, go raid the piggy bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I mean, it was, it was good, man. I mean, ni- nice reaction for those guys. Right. All right. I got to ask, how was it with like 3,000 people in attendance? What are you talking about? It was great. It was great? <laughs> it was great. Look, you people understand, you know, the, the va- vaccination requ- requirements and negative tests result in these kind of numbers. You know why AW pack stadiums? Because they don't care about people's health. I'm pretty sure when they did the New York show, everyone had to have a proof of vaccination and or negative test. No, no. Because it's the law. No, I, I I have I have plans in New York. How come in an upcoming show like in Long Island, shows are a week apart? AEW selling like seven to eight thousand tickets. What WWE is only selling like they're cheaper. Thousand. They're cheaper. They're, they're cheaper, and the entertainment's not as good, so people will settle for anything. Yeah. So because the so just because it's cheaper, that means the entertainment's worse. So people are more likely to go to the worst product, even though. Honestly, at this Raw, I had more fun than I did at Double or Nothing. I'll say it. Okay. I'll say it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what I just said. What? The building The building was a lot louder than what it may have came across on TV. I will say that. Even, yes. with, the, even with the entire like side of the arena behind me. I will off, say. At the very end, when they're doing the brawl on the outside, you can tell the cameras were doing anything but to show Every- the hard <laughs> camera side of just nothingness. It was like just 
quick camera cuts and shaking, and it was very entertaining. Gave me a headache, but it was entertaining. Well, this was a great episode of Monday Night Raw. I'm going to another episode on Monday in Sacramento, and that episode's going to be great as well. You know? Look, I keep telling you this. That's the go-home. When it comes to sports entertainment, Vince does it better than anybody else in this business. Okay? Look, you're starting to become one of those brainwashed AEW people. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you bathe? I hope so. Because those people don't bathe. I mean, I do need to take a shower after this podcast. Oh, but... God. Oh, Jesus. Like, I mean, it smelled like berries in there, you know? What did it I like tell berries you? And, was it just smell like berries and cream? It smelled like berries and roses, dude. What did I tell you, Brian? Yeah, you smelled it. Yep. You smelled that and nachos and chicken fingers. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, man. All right. Uh, the woman, they brought it supposed to be a tag match. It's Sasha. Shut up, Sasha. Sasha did great. Oh, we didn't talk about the contract signing from uh, SmackDown. It ended in chaos. which Because was, there wasn't a contract signing. I mean, it, an attempted contract signing. It, it ended in chaos, which was great. Uh, but, yeah, so it was supposed to be Sasha and Bianca versus Becky and Charlotte. Uh, they just all brawl with each other. And, uh, yeah. Dream City. Man, we <laughs> got to see the queen, boy. Yes. yes. Yes, I loved it. I loved. It. I'm gonna see her again, bro. I'm, I'm happy. You are. You I'm are excited. gonna see her again. Come, come with me. Oh my God, I need you. I'm with you. But yeah, Brandon, what did you think of the brawl? <laughs> oh, you know, it was great. You advertise a, a a match, and then you don't even deliver on the match. You just have a brawl. Great, great stuff. Well, I mean, you know, uh, AEW advertises things and don't, they don't deliver on. Like what? Where's the Nightmare Collective? What do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. When Brandy was it? cutting people's hairs off. She was cutting people's hair off. Where, where, like, well, I mean, they weren't advertising that they're going to have a match, and they just yeah, didn't deliver yeah. on the match. Yes, yes. Yes, they did. What match was it? She she was supposed to wrestle somebody, and it just never happened. And then she got pregnant, and now well, she's no, going to come no, back. This is she's going to win. She she's going to She got pregnant Baker way, in like she got three pregnant minutes. Way after, bro. She got pregnant way after. It's like before COVID. It's like, it's like a couple months before COVID. I don't remember anything before COVID. You see, I, those are simpler times. You coming out here bumping your gums in my man in my house? Now you're Heffa! my problem. Heffa! <laughs> yes. Sounded like Rocco. Rocco's modern life. <laughs> I love Heffa! it. All right, uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley comes out and cuts a promo, suited and booted, looking absolutely stylish. Mm-hmm. Okay. He comes out there, you know, talks about the things that uh, Goldberg was saying, but he said you damn sure can't kill the almighty. Yeah. Can't kill mm-hmm. the almighty, baby. Mm-mm. Just like you can't kill the Pachetek. Yeah. So, okay. Brandon. Fantastic promo. I thought it was maybe the highlight of the night. And I think this just kind of shows, not saying he's going to turn babyface anytime soon, but this was like kind of a babyface promo, I thought, from Lashley. And it kind of like laid the seeds down that I think he could be, you know, next year, you know, maybe even this year, like a pretty successful babyface in this current act he's in right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And what happened to the Hurt Business? Uh, what about them? They just, you know, showed up and then we get no explanation on if they're together or why they're together or. Uh, didn't they show up wearing Hurt Business shirts? 
<laughs> yeah, but did they not run? have a match on Monday with the Hurt Business music? But people but why? Said, pe- pe- people Hurt Business fans said that they didn't need an explanation. Yeah, they're, they're, we, we don't. Just back. Quit, look, yeah. the okay, business here, is mean, back. I mean, Bobby Lashley, you know, beat both of them on a in a handicap match. You know, made them look like a bunch of chumps. But... MVP said brothers fight. Brothers fight uh, like aces and eights. People had to take beatings. And then you find out, oh, they're with the group. And so it all makes sense. Like MVP look. said, MVP said, if you're questioning that, that you ain't never had no siblings. Don't you have a you have a brother? I do You've have never brother. fought. I mean, then- we have fought, but then we don't go, you know, then we don't just, you know, ignore each other for six months. And then when I'm fighting somebody else, he just magically comes out with a Tanguma t-shirt on and then beats <laughs> up the other dude. And then we just like never have a that's, talk and we never like explain what happened from the past six months. That's that's true brotherly love. Okay. Yeah, you know. We need to get Brandon a Tanguma torture rack t-shirt. Absolutely not. <laughs> Xavier Woods defeats Ricochet. He advances in the King of the Ring tournament. Shout out the uh, the the whatever the lady is from NXT on in Diamond Mine. She brought brought out the torture rack. Ivy yeah. Nile. Yeah, I like how well they they photoshopped the uh, like the African <laughs> the African crowd and Woods was looking at it. <laughs> this was a really good match. I, I enjoyed it. Yes. What about Ricochet, you? Ricochet. Ricochet was uh. Looked like Ricochet in this match. Um, they were real close, okay? All the Ricochet flippity-flop over the ring post. Um, and then he tried to do a suicide dive. And, and Woods moved out of the way and tossed him into the barricade. It felt good. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Uh, we're just going to keep keep rolling. Jinder Mahal defeated Kofi Kingston. I know people wanted Kofi versus Woods, but I mean. There's fight, Philip. Why can't they have a match together? Maybe they didn't want it. Because, maybe they didn't want that. I mean, what, what do you mean? They didn't maybe, want it. Maybe Woods and Kofi, Kofi couldn't get that. the job done against Jinder and Loss. What are, you, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> this was a competition. He, he failed to succeed in competition and lost. Therefore, he could not advance. That's true. Fair and square, might I add. Yeah, I know. Like King Jinder, I'm there for it. I'm mm-hmm. there for that. That's the modern day Maharaja. Mm-hmm. That's the Punjabi playbook. That is the former WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That's true. Okay. Don't hinder the gender. Man, nope. come on. You should have been here back in the day, Brian. I I was I was on the gender bandwagon hard. I I I I was the only one on this show saying nice stuff about gender. I really was. He hey. didn't say that nice things. The other guy didn't say nice things. I've, I honestly, I felt attacked. I really did. Why would they do that to you? I, I don't, I don't know. And the people say I'm a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. I cheer people who are actually good. Actually good. Yeah. Like people over here che- cheering Riddle and Will Osprey. Like you, disgusting. I like Riddle. He's disgusting. Don't say that. Don't ever say that. Randy. That's Bill stupid, up. too. Hey, if he said my name like that, I'd spit in his face. I would hope not. Randy. Stop that. Yeah, so uh, Omos defeated Riddle. I don't know why this says mood. That makes no sense. <laughs> Moody. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on Omos defeating Riddle? Um, It was cool. Omos looks really different in person. Man, almost, Almost massive. less... 
<coughs> excuse me, almost less goofy in person. Um, yeah, so it was cool. How long is this going to go on, this riddle and Orton and Styles? I mean, I know they got the tag title match at Crown Jewel. Yeah, but- yeah they, they do. I mean, I feel like I feel like Randy, honestly, he's, he's wasting some of his best years just by being in association with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. I said it. You know, Riddle should have been released with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? No? No? Yeah. Uh, just huh? beating Riddle for, you know, let the, the big, tall, green guy just beat your tag team champion. And then... Do you think he's what? green for real still? But he's black. He's a jolly green giant. Yeah. But he's African American. Or just, he just Nigerian. He can still be jolly and he can still uh, be jolly and green. I guess. I guess. And then Austin Theory defeated Jeff Hardy. Um Yes. Yes. I got to hear the song. That was good. Yes. Yes. Um Austin Theory. When was it like 23, 24? All right. I see he's a you. young one. He's a young, he's a, he's a whippersnapper. All right. Um, I was conflicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was conflicted. No, it's, I was conflicted. Oh, you were conflicted. Yeah. So I liked them both. Okay. I cheered when Hardy was going up for the Swanton, but then I cheered when Austin Theory rolled him up and pulled on the pulled on the old pants and got the Oh man. Mm. Want another selfie, Jeff? Uh, uh, uh. No, stop that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Superstar Spotlight, who do we got, who do we got, who do we got? I'm giving it to the entire WWE roster. Great job out here in the Bay Area. You guys killed it. We love you. Come back. It's good sports entertainment that was here. Yeah. At least Vince wow. isn't afraid to come to California. Oh. Okay. Shout All out right. Pat McAfee for hyping up the yay. Yeah, see, and, and, and what people don't know is Pat McAfee, he got a couple of segments that he do on the mic during commercial break inside the arena. And uh, he does a phenomenal job. He does a great job, man. Uh, the dark match, you know, Roman not even dressing up for competition, just going out there taking care of that light work. Yes, light, sir. light work. Mr. X for the bullet bloodline. He, you know, he's going on the superstar spotlight, too. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about the things I said about your city. I'll just talk about your state then. All right. Progress. Yes. Yes. Progress. Good job. Who you got? All coming together. Who you my got, super, Brian? My, my superstar spotlight. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to Austin Theory. You want to know why? Because he was on Raw consecutive weeks. Am I right? Two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row. And and this is great. And, and he picked up the victory. And it's a bright future for him. He gets the superstar spotlight. All right, Brandon. Going to give it to Minoru Suzuki. He was here in the Bay going head to head with. Did you, did you go? Of, I was going to go, but you know, tickets sold out. It's a hot, it's a hot commodity. Oh, I, I don't, I don't I got a, the plug like you do. I just, I just spare, but I didn't go. Dang. Well, anyways, you know, him and Brian Danielson going to wrestle on the buy-in show for Rampage. Rampage SmackDown going head to head tomorrow. See, you see, that's the thing. Vince doesn't need to do. 
a buy-in for free television. He doesn't need to do that. What are you doing over I mean, there? He, he didn't need to add 30, 30 minutes and go commercial free and then put Brock Lesnar in that free commercial free 30 minutes and go head-to-head with Rampage. He didn't have to do that. Okay, I mean, but he it, was did. A, it was a smart business decision for Vince. Is okay. that going to be commercial free? It. I, I thought it was. I, I. I was confused. I thought it was the first thirty minutes, but it's the. It's thirty. It's the last thirty minutes of the show is going to be commercial free. Bro, hey, that fool Tony Khan really said, "I can't wait to like beat you in the demo, your A show." I'm like, bruh, who are they really gonna watch? Like, let's let's be real, dude. You want to look at somebody that looks like Roman Reigns that looks like a god? Are you want to see little little Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express running around? Like that's on, on Rampage. Let's, I mean, I'd like it's he's a dinosaur. Let's you want to see a dinosaur? Real, he's not a real dinosaur. He's in a costume. What are you talking about? He's he's a disgrace to the sport. He's millions of years old. You're, okay. He's seen a lot of. He's a solid veteran. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. Whatever you say. And Psycho said was actually a good WWE champion. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I'm not that crazy. I I, I don't know. You 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 have been praising a lot a lot of a lot of bad things lately. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we're just gonna have to wait and see till the ratings come out, and then when you know AEW beats WWE's quote unquote. Bro, didn't they get like four hundred thousand people watching last but week? Then, they're going to like, you know, have to talk about the demos that they do for like the first 30 minutes instead of the last 30 minutes, because technically the first 30 minutes are stronger than the last 30 minutes. And it's very confusing. Too many mathematics. All right. What's That's our promo not... pick of the week, man? Well, you know, we got a banger for the promo pick of the week. I definitely thought this one through and didn't just do a wrestler randomizer on the Internet. And so we're going to go all the way back to however long ago it was. We're going to go to Dio Madden. Yes, we're doing a Dio Madden not whatever his retribution name is now. It's on the WWE PC Performance Center YouTube channel, and he talks about him getting, you know, beat up by Brock Lesnar. But now he's training. He's back. And we never did get that Dio Madden-Brock Lesnar match. A little disappointed, to be we honest. We never did. We never did. All right, close match pick of the week. Brian. This match pick of the week is from No Way Out, February fifteenth, two 2004, inside the Cow Palace. Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Latino Heat. Viva la raza. Yep, Eddie just had a birthday. He would have been, what, 54 years old. RIP to the legendary Latino Heat, Eddie mm-hmm. Guerrero. Uh, happy mm-hmm. birthday again, Shaw. We love you here at the BC. Uh, this match is great. It happened in the Cow Palace every, you know, every time. There was an Eddie chant at, uh, at SmackDown. There was. There, it was. I was. It's nice to hear those, man. It really is. Yeah. I yes, love it. it. Is. I love everything about it. All right, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bullycast, Instagram Bullycast, YouTube channel Bullycast, emails Bullycast to the number two suite is wt at gmail.com, uh, 104.7 FM KAPU and watchable every Friday night from 11 p.m. to midnight. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, and Patreon. If you want a Bullet Bloodline shirt, once again, DM us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Shirts or hoodies, shirts or 25, hoodies or 30. And uh, we're we going to make it happen for y'all. All right, we out this bitch. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>